Hey guys, and welcome back to the Biblical Woman Podcast. I'm Kat, and Whitley is not here today. She surprised us a little bit by having a baby, so I'm very excited for her. They are both doing well, yeah, (laughs) and so just keep her in your prayers as she begins this journey of motherhood. With that being said, we have to finish out season one without her. But we've got about three or four episodes left, and then we'll be kicking off season two in November, and I'm so excited. We're going to be talking about relationships. We're going to be talking about Christian beauty and sexuality, and then we're going to be taking more deep dives into Old Testament books, which I'm really excited about because it's challenged me to grow personally. So you can expect all of that uh, upcoming, but... Today's topic, we're going to be talking about the role of moms in developing their child's faith. And this is an episode Whitley and I have wanted to do forever. We read this Barna article, gosh, maybe back in April or May. It was forever ago, (laughs) but it was called, let's see, the powerful influence of moms in Christian households. And the numbers were just incredible. I'm like, we need to talk about this. So we brought in a mom who is making a difference in helping fellow moms develop their children's faith. So it's my pleasure to introduce to you, Mary Faith. Hi, thanks so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be on here with you. Oh, well, I'm so glad to have you on and to talk about this with us because when we were scheduling this interview, the way that things have just lined up with our episodes was that we talked about the Gen Z Bible and the importance of picking solid resources for your kids. Mm -hmm. And then we talked about teen issues and how we as the church and women can come alongside younger girls and support them and show love. And so now, and so now we have you, we have you. So I'm super excited. Um, You have a a podcast that is so unique. I've not seen anything else like it. Would you tell us a little bit about it? I would love to. And I'm so glad that you said that because that was my absolute goal when it came time to actually create this thing. Um, The podcast is called Donuts and Devos, and it is a kids devotional podcast really meant to bring together kids and families and to share the truth of God's love and his word with them and really connect and engage them. And so they can grow in faith together through Christ. And that's really just the mission of our podcast. And I really enjoyed just creating it and, you know, kind of coming up with this idea. And I did so much research behind it just to truly, like you said, make a unique one of a kind podcast, because I I too hadn't heard anything quite like what I knew I wanted to create (laughs) and what I felt was missing in children's ministry in the podcasting Mm -hmm. platform world. Oh yeah. I'm glad to have you on here because donuts and Devo, that is something that even though I don't have any children right now who are in the age range, it's two to 14, right? About that. Yes. Okay. So even though I personally don't have any children in that age category, I, I recommend your show. Um, it's fantastic. I've listened to some episodes and you, you give parents like a sermon notes type worksheet to go along with every episode and it's completely free. 
Yes. So when I was constructing this idea and coming up with it, I felt like there needed to be something to keep kids' attention when they were listening to the podcast because it's not like television. Mm -hmm. And really when I came up with the idea, it was right around the time that COVID started in March. And I was sitting in the kitchen with my husband and I was trying to figure out ways. I was thinking, oh no, we're all going to be stuck inside for who knows how long. And I have five children and um, this is not looking good for our sanity. So I was just like thinking of ideas of what to do to entertain them. And I will be completely honest, even though I have a background in radio, I had no idea what a podcast was. I'm not even kidding you. I knew that I wanted to do one. I, I didn't, I didn't know what it was, but <laughs> I knew I wanted to do one. And so when I started, I don't know, I wanted to start listening to them, but I like to actually go and find one. I had no clue. I yeah. was nothing. So I was thinking, oh, well, I should, you know, I don't want my kids sitting in front of the TV a lot. And so that's been a big thing in our family, but what they love music. So what could I do that would entertain them? And I'm sorry, but I can only do so many read aloud books throughout the day and I'm exhausted. So <laughs> <laughs> so the, the term podcast came up. So I started searching for podcasts, started learning a little bit more about what it actually was and started searching for podcasts for them to listen to. And there just really wasn't anything of meat and value that I wanted to, to really pursue. I mean, there are definitely some options out there. Absolutely. But you know, I'm, I'm very traditional, strong Christian, and I wanted something that could draw them in and teach them. Yeah. So first I thought, oh, well, I could do a podcast. I could like read Bible stories and from the Bible and mm -hmm. chat about it for a little bit. And, but then I just didn't want to get into like, you know, copyright issues and, and that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. I knew I had to create something completely from scratch. And as I researched and as I learned more about what I wanted, it just sort of came together. And so with the podcast, you have, I decided to create a coloring page mm -hmm. for our younger listeners. And I like to use the tag phrase who do not read yet. And so they're able to just have something to doodle on while they're listening. Cause we have some music, we have breaks, we have um, a variety. Uh, it's a, it's just the same structure for each devotion, mm -hmm. but it's hopefully created to keep the kids interest. Yeah. And so the coloring pages are for the younger ones. And then the activity sheets are for the older kids who can read and write. And it helps to follow them to follow along with each section of the, the episode. So we have really just quickly, we have our intro and then we have the Bible reading. Mm -hmm. I take that back. We start off with the Lord's prayer, every single devotion, because okay. we should start off in prayer. It's yeah. the way we should begin our devotion. <laughs> yeah. So we do. And then we go to the, um, uh, the Bible reading. And then we have, so the kids can like fill in the blanks for that. Mm -hmm. And then we do our devotion. We have a faith of the day and then a memory verse. So it's all tied in together to truly try and implement God's word in, in the children's hearts. Well, and I love that because that's like an entire Sunday school lesson or children's church lesson all in one single episode. So it's interesting you say that because we actually have had some churches who have been using it for their Sunday school curriculum nice. since it's been kind of like at, you know, some churches are still at, are still not meeting. Some are, but they're just not sure, you know, how to do it because they're regular Sunday school programs are not um, instated yet. Mm -hmm. They're actually turning to technology and resources. So 
they're using donuts and devos. Our church actually has started, has used it and it's worked out really neat. You can social distance in a room if you need be. The kids have their own sheet and it's worked out beautifully. That's awesome. And I love that. Uh, and for God to be using your show in such a powerful way. So, I hope so. Well, I think that's so. the goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we jump in, do you want to share a little bit about yourself with our audience? Since we know a little bit about your show, let's learn a little bit about you. Yeah. So I'm a mom of five. Um, all my kids are under the age of nine. So it's a very active, loud household. If you hear them <laughs> echoing in the back, my husband came home from work from early. <laughs> I am married to a pastor. So he is part of the show and we are working at this teaming up of sorts as we yeah. enter this world of podcasts. So he is actually on the show. He's pastor glaze. Um, we try to make it cute for the kids <laughs> and we've been married 12 years and in the ministry just as long. So that's been such a ride. Um, and I homeschool as well. So I homeschool two of my oldest now, a third grade and a kindergartner. And so again, that's been fun. And I do the podcast, but my background is actually in radio. So I worked for a national public radio station um, a number of years ago. My degree is in mass communication. So I have a master's degree in that. And this is just an amazing way that I've been able to apply what I've learned in my professional career and really just apply it to this project and to this labor of love. So I've loved when I worked in radio, I was a kind of very small station. So became a jack of all trades between creating, editing, producing, interviewing, on-air talent, just everything. I was just like the only one there. So (laughs) there's only a few of us. So um, God used that. I can see now in hindsight, just an amazing opportunity to prepare me to be able to tackle something like this. Well, and you're juggling so much. Like that is amazing that you can do all of that. That's why I I, I keep those late night hours and, you know, finish up the show Tuesday night around. (laughs) I'm I'm not proud of it, but you know, (laughs) I do what I can. Oh my goodness. Well, I have, yeah, I have some amazing help. I have a wonderful lady from our congregation. She comes in once a week and watches the kids for me so I can write my, my, my show and work. And it's just been a wonderful, you know, opportunity. And I'm so thankful for the help that I do have. Well, that is amazing. And I'm super excited to have you on the show. And now that our listeners know a little bit about you and about Donuts and Devo, Let's go ahead and jump into this topic. Yes, let's let's go digging. Let's go digging. <laughs> All right. So as I said before, one of the things that I really, really love about your show was that you engage kids in this Sunday school type lesson, this children's church type lesson, but it's all outside of church. You know, why do you think it's important for children to continue learning outside of the church? Well, our faith is a part of our lives. And it's not necessarily, you know, something that you just do once a week. So learning about Jesus shouldn't be approached to our children as if it's only something that they're being dragged to once a week and they have to go to it. God's word truly permeates every aspect and facet of our lives. And I believe that, you know, talking and praying to God and incorporating him in your daily life is just as important as breathing. Mm -hmm. And what better way to do that than 
to envelop our children in a faith-based environment every single day of their lives from the morning they wake up to the time their little heads hit that pillow, whatever time that might be. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's just very important that church and or rather faith in God and talking about Jesus is not just restricted to church. Oh, absolutely. Because I read somewhere, I think it was like, church is like one hour or two hours. So then you have like 166 or 167 other hours in the week. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a lot of hours that we are being instrumental in our children's lives. And those are times and opportunities that we can take to pray with them and talk to them and read stories to them and just, you know, make Jesus alive for them in the home. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love that answer. I love it. (laughs) So going back to the Barna statistic that Whitley and I Mm -hmm. read forever ago, so (laughs) they conducted a study on teens and who they felt comfortable talking about things of the faith, the Bible, God, and all of their other just spiritual questions, who they felt comfortable talking about that with. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they were like, Their options were like grandparents, father, mother, siblings, friend, and so on. And what they found was that pretty consistently moms were the highest scoring person at about 90%, Um, especially I think it was for, for faith and Bible questions. Mom Mm -hmm. was 90%. And that's huge. (laughs) That's not a surprising statistic. When you think about the role that mothers play Mm -hmm. in children's lives growing up, because not that it's, you know, but either by choice or by necessity, dads are usually, you know, they're the, they're the breadwinners. They're the ones that are, you know, bringing home the money. (laughs) Um, And obviously we've moved a little bit outside of that culture. So both parents are truly working really hard and providing for their children, but the mother is the nurturer. She's the presence in the home from the time that they're little. And they, I think moms just tend to develop that relationship with their children and that trust and openness factor a little bit more than the fathers might. But both parents are equally important and instrumental in their children's lives for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. And how can parents help their kids, you know, deepen and develop their relationship with Christ? And, you know, there's so many ways and they're so simple when we truly think about it. But first, you know, teach your child to pray, pray with your children, pray in the morning, pray before breakfast, pray before every meal you can. Um, Sometimes it's, it's funny. And I see my children now emulate when I do it, when I'm looking for something in the house, I'll just be like, Oh Lord, please let me find it. (laughs) Please Lord. And it's a heartfelt prayer. Yeah that I'm talking to God. And now I'm catching my nine-year-old doing that. (laughs) And so prayer is just, you know, teaching our children to talk to God in every situation. And he's always there for us. I think that's really important. And prayer needs to be a habitual and natural part of your every day. And on the same token, reading God's word, Mm -hmm. reading Bible stories. I think I mentioned that to your children, seeing, you know, showing your your child God's word and how God is alive to us each and every day through his word. That's really what we do try to do on Donuts and Devos is make 
those maybe kind of complicated stories sometimes be applicable to the child's life where they can understand it and they take something away from that. So they remember it day in and day out. And that's again, why it needs to be a daily thing, you know, to, to be with your children, obviously bring your child to church. It's, you know, I know it's hard and I don't get to hear the sermon very often. And, and most of the time, <laughs> my husband will say that just so I know, you know, well, how, was the sermon okay to understand? And I just give him that look, really, yeah. honey, really? I've got your five kids in the pew with me. You think I heard you, sir? <laughs> but as I've learned over the years, and I know this is a struggle for many moms, they say, well, why do I even bother? I'm not getting anything out of it. But mm-hmm. the amazing thing is that you're bringing your child to church. You're teaching them by modeling the behavior. And trust me, they learn and absorb more than we think. When my little three-year-old is humming the Gloria or whatever, that's when I know that that's, that's, I'm doing my, my duty. I'm doing my job and, and strengthening my child's faith. And so, you know, just those, those things that just become a part of your everyday life, every little bit matters to your child and they do absorb the little sponges. They, they take in everything. So we need to be those role models for them. Absolutely. And I got to say, I'm the parent with the child that's always screaming. Oh, that's always unhappy. Um, yes. Well, I have a, I have a 14 month old who doesn't want to sit still it. now and he's really vocal. So I just grin and bear it. It's yeah. <laughs> oh, Well, I'm very thankful for all of our church family that puts up with our kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our church family is so wonderful. They just say, oh, we just love hearing their voices and they're just singing. And I'm just like, what pew are you listening to? Cause I wasn't singing in my pew. <laughs> It's like little dinosaur noises. <laughs> oh, it, it's pretty tragic sometimes. So, <laughs> but it is what it is, and and they love it. And we are bringing we're bringing them in front of, into God's to God's house. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and going back to what you said about praying with your children and reading God's word, family devotions are so important and. I grew up in a house where we didn't really practice that at all. Mm -hmm. And it seems to be a newer thing that's coming out for a lot of people. So how would someone start family devotion time? How would they get into that habit or that routine? Like what advice could you give? Really? I think first and foremost, it would be most important to find a time where the family is all together Mm-hmm. and relatively calm. So whatever time of day that might be, it might be just the very first thing in the morning before kids go to school or they have to log on to their school now, um, before mom and dad or mom or dad go to work. Yeah. That might be a great time. I know that people have different schedules. So maybe it's toward the afternoon or the evening. It doesn't have to be just, you know, when you think it is like, oh, we're going to have devotions at night before bedtime. Yeah. Well, mom or dad might not be home at that time. And I'm sorry, but have you really tried to wrangle, you know, three, four five-year-olds at, at nighttime? It is not easy to get them to sit still. <laughs> so, so it totally depends on your family dynamic, yeah. but I promise you there is a time in the day of 15 minutes where your family is together. Mm-hmm. And whether it's, maybe it's during a meal and you can carry your devotion on at meals where you know your kids are going to sit down if that's a struggle to yeah. get your kids to sit still. Well, maybe someone's in a high chair. Yes, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be the simplest way, honestly. And I get it. Families are busy. They're tired. They're exhausted. And the the 
there's so much value, I guess, that you could say that devotions bring because you can say, well, I'm bringing them to church and I'm praying with them. Why do I need anything more? Well, devotions are really where you start to, again, set the habit that your children can expect and it becomes a part of your routine. And also as your children age and they become a little bit older and they start asking those questions, this is the perfect opportunity for them to ask those questions, for you to engage with them and really try and draw those questions out of them. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go a little bit teacher on you now and be like, you know, and say, (laughs) it's actually, it's it's a wonderful chance to, to get your child to interact with an adult. And to get them thinking a little bit deeper about a subject. It's something very hard, I think, for our young youth to do right now and in our culture is to go beyond just the expected general answer, but to truly, you know, comprehend and understand a concept that might be a little bit more challenging. So these are great opportunities to provide those for your children and really to just, you know, enjoy the family time together and I'm going to put a side note in, it might not be enjoyable all the time because it might be really, really bad (laughs) because we've all been there and we've all had that, but it is still really, really important. And devotionals do not need to be boring. I think that's really why my passion for donuts and devos came, came into play because I was saw that devotions can be sort of tedious sometimes for families. Okay. Open the Bible, read the book, you know, close it, say a few words and then be done. And what are children taking away from that? Sometimes it can be hard to get them to retain anything, but if you add a little bit of music to it and you add a little bit of fun to it, then you can, you know, and I'm not saying every day or all the time, but it is to, it is nice to kind of mix it up for the kids. Oh yeah. And just, you know, spice it up just a little bit every now and then. Just a little bit. Just a a little bit of frosting on there. A little bit of glaze on your devotion time. Well, and I really like that disclaimer you put out there that it might not always be enjoyable. Like it might be stressful sometimes. Um, It's gonna be. And you just expect that because if we go into it thinking, oh, it's going to be this glorious, beautiful experience, we're going to be disheartened. And when a child is running, screaming around in their diaper, or when you have a sullen teen who just doesn't want to do anything (laughs) and answer the questions or look at you in the eye, that's going to happen. And it's okay. God's grace and his word is still there in that moment in your family. And he, God's love is still working through, through his word. Oh, absolutely. Family devotions are just so important. And I love seeing all of the resources that are coming out now for Mm -hmm. people on this topic. Um, Maybe I just didn't recognize it when I was younger, but just feel like I see more things for family devotions now, like the church is really trying to put families and kids at the forefront. They are. And I think it's an important time to do it as well, because with everything going on with COVID, especially, I think families have been able to learn and have grown a little bit within the time that they've had together. And they've seen the value in that. I've heard so many of my friends who were just terrified at first, but then they realized, hey, when we couldn't go out and do anything, we actually became together as a family and started doing new things together. So take this time as a family, embrace it realize that God uses everything for his glory. And this might just be the time to strengthen your family unit. And like you said, there are so many wonderful resources out there. There truly are. There are some not so hot ones too. So so be, so use your discernment. (laughs) 
<laughs> but there are a lot to choose from. So that's a wonderful, you know, source for you, for families to use. Oh yeah. I had way too much fun talking about the Gen Z Bible devotional thing mm. and tackling all of the heresies within that, but you're right. There's a lot of good resources and then there's some not so good ones. So yeah. just to, well, and I was really glad to, I mean, that was a great podcast episode and show that you did and, and very poignant, I think, and important right now because families are looking for anything and teens especially, yeah. and it's a very dangerous slope for them if they do have something like that in their hands that is teaching heresy. So again, another very important part that parents play in their child's developmental life in their faith, because you as the parent are there to direct and teach your child on recognizing heretical statements when your child comes across that. And they are, especially as teens, going back to that statistic, you want your teen to come to you with questions. You want them to feel like they can come and talk to you, yeah. you know, no matter what. And that is the environment that you can create in your home, starting from, from the time they're born. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So going back to, um, COVID and families getting to spend more time together. It is so beneficial, but it can also be very tiring and exhausting. But what advice would you give moms and dads who are feeling this way? Well, I completely relate to being exhausted because these dark circles under my eyes just are perpetual. They will not go away. So (laughs) I understand. And Parents, especially, I think moms are dealing with uh, so many new family dynamics that they haven't had to before with the e-learning that's happening, the struggling with hybrid, or maybe they're brand new homeschoolers as well. I'm only in year two of being a homeschooler and I struggle. It's hard, you know, balancing everything and still trying to to be there for your children. So I think we all just need to take a deep breath. Yeah. And give ourselves again, I know it's cliche, but a little grace. And what does yeah. that mean? That means just saying, okay, I lost it a little bit. I'm sorry, Lord, let's move on <laughs> because <laughs> we didn't read a book today. We didn't read our Bible story today. It's okay. It's yeah. going to be there for you tomorrow. It might have just been that day when your role in your child's life was sitting next to them on the TV, watching 15 minutes of Daniel Tiger, and they were snuggled up to you because let's be honest, it's going to happen. And, and your child will remember that they drew love from that moment. And each, we need to remember how valuable those moments are in life, teaching them as a parent. Yes, we are exhausted. We are busy. You know, we're running around trying to manage things, especially as if you're you're a stay-at-home parent and you're the, you know, you're the only one home and you're (laughs) lacking adult interaction (laughs) because you are, Yeah. (laughs) you know, just a constant reminder of praying, pray to God, pray, you talk to him throughout the day. When you feel that exhaustion set in, you feel that temper coming up, you feel your patience wearing, because that's my biggest downfall is I'm not patient and I will solely admit, I totally admit this, just stop in that moment and say a quick prayer. But what I am going to say is I have found that when I begin my day with my children before school starts, before, you know, right after breakfast, before we get around, if we just take like 10 minutes and I sit down and we just pray 
maybe read a story if we have time, but just praying, whatever mm-hmm. prayer you want to pray, the Lord's prayer, if you aren't sure what to pray, that is in a, a five to 10 minute time that we are centering. We are coming together as a family. The children respond to it. I respond to it. I tend to go about my day a little bit more calm because I am type A. So (laughs) having that calmness to move forward, especially when, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, the one-year-old who's screaming and trying to fall off the chair every five seconds because he's (laughs) discovered how to climb chairs. It, It just, it brings us together in God's word. And again, it may sound cliche, but God's word does do that for us. Yeah. And it does do that for our family. And we don't truly realize that until you don't have it. And when it's out of your life and life gets so busy that you forget to pray, you forget to spend just a little bit of time in God's word. And then you bring it back in. It's like watering a very dry plant. You feel that water in your soul and you feel nourished and you feel like, okay, a little bit lighter as you move throughout the day. So I know that parents are exhausted and, and we are going to have those days, weeks, sometimes months, you know, you get stuck in a rut, Yeah. (laughs) but remembering that you are the role model in your family. You are that person that your children look up to from the time that they are born to the time they walk out of the house, actually pretty much till the time that you die. I'm pretty, I think (laughs) your children are are look are, are looking up to you mm-hmm. and that is what we are called to be as parents yeah. in setting the example of teaching them answering their questions helping them grow in their faith when they do ask those questions and creating an environment for them to grow up in where they feel safe they feel loved and most importantly they feel god's love permeating their their atmosphere and into their soul because that's truly what we need to have our children feel. They need to know that God is in them. Yeah, absolutely. And I really liked that you start your devotions first thing in the morning and really just helping your kids and yourself align with God and his will and his purpose for you guys for the each and every day. Yeah. When we don't do that, sadly, I do see the difference in our household and I see the most, I see the difference in me. Oh, yeah. And I think that's, that's why it's, it's important for parents and, and also for parents to come together, you know, in their marriage and in their unification of, or I don't even know if that's a word, um, and being we'll unified, <laughs> I'll just go with it. It's a word. I'm making it a word being unified in their approach and in their teaching their children. I'm very passionate about that as well. Well, yeah. And I completely agree with you. And when I don't study scripture, I'm like, I do see the difference in myself as well. Cause you know, we're all sinful human beings. (laughs) We are sinful human beings and it's only by God's grace and mercy that we are able to be what we need to be for our children. Yep. Absolutely. And I think for me, when I became a new mom, that was one of the things that helped me the most was realizing that I'm not enough and that's okay. Like it is okay. Like I am weak, but God is strong. And it's through my weakness that he is glorified and shines through. Yes. And I love, well, I don't love failing, obviously. No one loves failing. (laughs) However, I do love the opportunities that when I do fail, that it provides for me to again, teach my child or my children, whoever's present at that time and say, I'm sorry. Yeah. Mommy made a mistake. I was wrong. 
Yeah. Do you forgive me? And it's amazing because it, how hard is it for us to say that as an adult to one another? And my husband taught me that very early on in our marriage. He would say, I'm sorry. And I would say, that's okay. And he was, he would stop me and be, no, Mary Faith, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. Do you forgive me? And it was a very, like, even to this day, 12 years later, I have a hard time, like, saying, yes, I forgive you because I feel like, who am I to forgive you? I'm a sinner too. (laughs) However, we are called to forgive one another. And by having that interaction, when you have an argument or you maybe have made a mistake in front of your kid, maybe you yelled at the wrong child because, you know, I've done that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But to humble yourself, to say, I am sorry. And in doing so, we are teaching and training our children that you, it's okay to fail. It's okay to make mistakes. Yeah. Then you ask for forgiveness because that's what we do with Christ every single day is we are always asking for forgiveness and in his mercy and grace through his death and resurrection on the cross, we receive that forgiveness. Oh yeah. And that's another really great way to be modeling that Christ-like behavior for our kids and setting that role model, being that spiritual role model. Mm -hmm. I love it. Absolutely. So where can our listeners connect with you online and how can they support your ministry? Well, they actually, we have a website, so they can go to our website, www.donutsanddevos.com. Donuts is D-O-N-U-T-S-A-N-D-D-E-V-O-S. And really just subscribe to our newsletter. I promise I am going to start that here as we start season three. I'm kind of like a one woman show over here with a little bit of help. So it's, it's been a struggle, but I am going to get our newsletter outgoing because we do have some fun and exciting things coming up as well as ways that I am looking to expand my ministry. That's going to be a great way to connect with me. We're also on social media. We have a Facebook page right now. I am looking into starting a Facebook group and that will be private to really try and encourage more interaction with my listeners because I I want my families to be able to feel comfortable to start asking questions, to start sharing their experiences, listening to the devotions, Mm -hmm. maybe sharing some pictures from behind of their kids doing the coloring sheets and the activity worksheets. So that Facebook group will be coming along shortly, hopefully in season three mm-hmm. and that will be private. So stay tuned for all the information on that. My newsletter will have that also. So support just prayer first and foremost, always praying. And even for, for your ministry that you're doing here, which is just so <laughs> wonderful, reaching out to moms and, and families praying for our ministries and praying for us as we do try and balance everything that we have going on behind the scenes. And that is first and foremost, listening and following us on social media. We also have an Instagram account I'm going to be working on, and I'm going to be starting on Pinterest. So I know moms love Pinterest, but listening and sharing, just Mm -hmm. head on over, share. If you have a family friend that has kids or even just a family, please share, share, share in on this world. And in this technology age, that's really how the word gets out. And I would love to hear from my listeners as well, or listen to um, from those that are, are engaged and using donuts and devos in their home. We do have an email. So it's donuts and devos for kids at gmail.com for kids. And you can email me there. You can message me on Facebook, on Instagram. It's not that hard. I try to be all over social, yeah. social media. <laughs> Um, so, so that's wonderful ways to support. And we all are actually moving forward 
we are going to hopefully in uh, start to have a donate button because I've actually listeners have asked if they can donate and it's just I'm very flattered and humbled that that people would be willing to help support the expenses that do go into producing a show like this and everything would go back into the show as you well know. Yeah. It's not you know this is a labor of love and it's been wonderful and you know and so we will hopefully have that opportunity for listeners to be able to donate monetarily as well if they so so wish but just praying listening and following along and sharing would be yeah. wonderful as we progress into the future because we do have some exciting things coming up and I have some lots of plans. I have all the plans. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being on the show and for talking about all of this with us. It's been an honor to have you. Oh, it's been such a delight talking to you, Catherine, and so wonderful to be here. And thank you for allowing me to share one of my passions with you and with your listeners. Thank you guys so much for listening. And let's close out with the benediction from 1 Timothy 1.17. To the King of ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. And stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. We are going to be having encouragement for the tired and weary moms. And uh, I have to say, I'm in that category. So we're going to be having encouragement and hope for moms. And we're also going to be doing a deep dive into the Book of Lamentations. So I'm so excited for that. Another special thanks to Mary Faith from Donuts and Devos. It was just such a great episode, guys. I love talking with her. And if you're looking for a good resource for children and teens, go follow Donuts and Devo. Everything is 100% free, and I recommend it. It's a very solid resource, and Mary Faith is passionate about the Bible, passionate about helping other women and children grow their faith. So definitely be sure to check them out, and follow us on Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, Patreon. You can check out our website at simplydevoted.net, and if you missed any of our past episodes, our most recent ones, we talked about teen issues and how we can support each other as sisters and the church. So go check that out. We had a special guest and singer, Faith Lore. She came on to the show to talk about all of those with us and to really help us identify some big teen issues. And it was an encouraging episode as someone who is Gen Z to see how I can help my fellow sisters And then just as the church in general, how we can help each other through these battles.